Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week we talk about real life issues that you're facing and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. On last week's episode, we talked all about distractions and how the enemy uses distractions to pull us away from God. In Ephesians 6.11, Paul tells us to put on the whole armor of God so that we can stand against the wiles of the devil. That word wiles means mind schemes, mind games. The devil loves to play mind games with us in order to pull us away from our relationship with God so that we feel distant from him, so that we feel like maybe he's not answering our prayers, or maybe we feel like we don't fit in or we don't measure up. Those are all lies mind games that the enemy plays with us. Have you ever seen that cartoon, Looney Tunes? And in one of the parts of Looney Tunes, you see Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. Wiley Coyote, his number one tactic is to get Roadrunner off of the right road and onto a road that will lead to destruction. So he does different things to get Roadrunner to get off the right road. For example, one of the things that he does is Roadrunner would be running down a road and there is a cliff at the end of the road. And so what Wiley Coyote does is he takes a big canvas and he paints a picture as if the road continues on. His goal is to make Roadrunner believe that the road is safe when it's no longer safe and he needs to go a different way. That is the same tactic that the enemy uses with us. He plays mind games with us to make us feel like we're not worthy, that what we did is too much and God can't forgive us, or to make us feel like we're distant from God, or even to make us feel like we don't have a purpose here on this earth. The same game that Wile E. Coyote is playing with Roadrunner is the game that the enemy is playing with us. He wants to pull us off the right road and onto a road that leads to destruction, a road that leads us further away from God. That's the whole reason he uses distractions, to pull us away from our walk with God. Now, last week we talked about distractions, but this week I want to talk about how do we stay focused in the midst of distractions. And we're going to look at the life of Nehemiah because Nehemiah had a lot of opportunities to get distracted. However, he stayed focused on God, on his relationship with God, and he overcame in the end. So to give you a little bit of background about Nehemiah, Nehemiah was a cupbearer for King Artaxerxes. And basically what a cupbearer is, is anytime the king called for a drink to be brought to him, 
It was Nehemiah's job to taste the drink before the king got to it to make sure that it wasn't poisoned. Because if it was poisoned, it could take out the king. So instead, Nehemiah's job was to taste it. And if it was poisoned, it'd take Nehemiah out instead of the king. This is a pretty crazy job, but it's a very serious job. So while working as a cupbearer, Nehemiah gets word that after Babylon had conquered Jerusalem, some of the people who had escaped went back to Jerusalem and rebuilt the temple that was tore down by Babylon. However, they needed protection. The wall was still in ruins. Now, I love Nehemiah's response because the first thing that he does when God lays this on his heart is he gets with God and he fasts and he prays. Basically, what fasting is, is fasting is giving up food or maybe video games or TV shows or things like that. And in place of those things, we turn and seek God. So if we give up food for 24 hours, then in that time where we normally would eat, we would pull away and get with God, spend time in his Bible, studying the Bible, reading the word, things like that. Or instead of pulling out your phone and playing games on your phone, you put your phone away and you say, I'm going to get with God during this time. And so that's basically what fasting is. And so Nehemiah fasted and prayed for four months. Ladies, distractions are going to start coming your way. And as we talked about last week, these distractions are meant to pull you away from God and your purpose. So when you seek after God and you begin to walk in your purpose, and you may be saying, I don't even know what my purpose is right now. Ladies, even when you don't know your destiny, your God-given purpose, there is still a purpose that you have in this life. And that purpose is, is to know God and then to turn around and make him known. That is a purpose every single one of us has. And you may not know your specific destiny or purpose, but that is a purpose that you have. And because we have this purpose and the enemy wants to pull us away from that purpose, this is why it's important to pull away and get with God intentionally. And Nehemiah saw this. He saw that the The walls had been in ruins, and he knew from God that this was something that he had placed on his heart to repair. And so the first thing that Nehemiah does is he pulls away with God, and he fasts and he prays, not for one day, not for one week, not for one month, but for four months. He takes that time to seek God for four months because he knew that he was getting ready to step into something big. He knew that what he was going to do was going to change the face of generations, which ladies, you can too, just by knowing God and making him known. And so he took that so seriously. And so he pulled away and got with God during that time for four months. Now let's fast forward to Nehemiah chapter two. This is when Nehemiah steps out and begins to call everyone together to rebuild the wall. In verses 17 and 18, it says, Then I said to them, You see the trouble we are in, how Jerusalem lies with its gates burned? Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer suffer ridicule. And I told them that the hand of my God had been upon me for good, and also the words that the king had spoken to me. And they said, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for the good work. So now he's going out and he's like, okay, now I'm stepping into my purpose. Now watch this, ladies. As he's making that decision to step into his purpose, as he's making that decision to walk out what it is that God called him to walk out. And again, if you don't know your purpose, we all have the purpose to know God and to make him known. But when we make that intentional decision, I'm going after God with everything that I have. I'm going after God and I'm going to make him known to this world. When we make that decision, 
distractions are going to come our way. And we're going to see that even in the life of Nehemiah. Now, they made that decision. They're going all for it. The people are excited. They're stepping in with him. They're doing this thing. They're rebuilding the wall. And then in Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 19, it says, But Sambalot the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite servant and Geshem the Arab heard of it. They made fun of us and despised us. Ladies, have you ever been made fun of or maybe despised because you're a Christian, because you're different, because they see something about you that is not like them? And so they make fun of you. Ladies, don't let that get you down. You are different so that you can make a difference. Listen to Nehemiah's response. He doesn't give in. He doesn't stop doing what it is that God called him to do. He doesn't stop being who it is that God called him to be because of them. Sambalot, Tobiah, and Geshem, they don't give up either. They try to distract and pull Nehemiah away. Their goal, and it even says their goal was to create confusion among the camp so that they could not go any further. Have you ever felt like you were confused, like you just don't know what to do or which way to go? And it's like, oh my goodness, I just don't even know. And that confusion is just so big in your mind. That is another mind game from the enemy. He wants to use confusion to stop you. When that happens, I want to encourage you, tell that confusion to go. Confusion, you can leave because God is not the author of confusion. All right, so now I'm going to give you five tips based off of the life of Nehemiah and how you can stay focused even when the enemy is trying to pull you away from God. He's trying to pull you away from that purpose. He's trying to pull you away from even getting in the Bible every day. Number one, know that your victory comes from God. Nehemiah knew that his victory came from the Lord also. Nehemiah 2 verse 20 says, the God of heaven will make us prosper. He knew that his victory was in the Lord. His victory wasn't in what people thought about him, what they said about him, how they made fun of him. He knew that his victory was from God. Ladies, you are victorious in Christ. Romans 8.37 tells us, yet amid all these things, all these things that are trying to come against us, yet amidst all these things, you are more than conquerors. The difference between somebody who conquers something and then somebody who's more than a conqueror is this. A conqueror goes into battle knowing that they can win. But somebody who is more than a conqueror, which is what God calls you, they go into battle knowing that Jesus has already won the battle for them and that they are not fighting this battle alone. They're already victorious. They've already won the battle. You've already won the battle. Just like Nehemiah did. I want you to choose to trust God that he has your back, that he is not leaving you. He says that he will never leave you, nor will he ever turn his back on you. Ladies, you're not in this alone. Number two, know that there is power in both praying and also staying on guard. We have got to be on the lookout because the enemy is so sly. He sneaks in there when we're least expecting. So be prayed up. Two of the biggest areas I hear that Christian teen girls have the biggest challenge in is one, reading their Bible, and two, spending time in prayer with God. I encourage you, be talking to God throughout your day. Prayer is basically just a conversation between you and God. You can talk to God like he's your best friend. Jesus calls you his friend. So know that there is power in both praying and staying on guard. And that is exactly what Nehemiah did. Nehemiah chapter four, verse seven says, but when Sambalat, Tobiah, the Ammonites, and the Ashdodites heard that the repairing of the walls of Jerusalem were going forward and that the breaches were beginning to be closed, they were angry. 
Now we're going to skip down to verse 8. It says, They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause confusion to it. There's that confusion, that distraction. Verse 9 says, And we prayed to our God and set a guard as protection against them day and night. If you find yourself getting distracted, ladies, or not wanting to spend time reading the Word of God or even praying, this is the time to push in even more and do so even more. You wake up in the morning like, I'm so tired. I really don't want to read my Bible this morning. I encourage you, get your Bible out anyway and read it. Because I'm telling you, it will change your life. The number one way that God speaks to us is through His Word. And it is so important. In order for us to hear the Word of God, so many of us are confused and we're like, I don't know how to hear from God. But ladies, if we don't know what God's voice sounds like because we never get into his word, of course we're not going to know what his voice sounds like when he speaks to us. And so I encourage you, if you don't feel like it, do it anyway. It will change your life. If you feel like you have to pray for like an hour at a time, ladies, get rid of that thinking. Just talk to God as if he's your best friend. He loves you so much. Talk to him throughout the day. You know, something happens at school and you're like, God, this just happened and I just need you right now. Or something good happens. Lord, I just want to celebrate. I just thank you that you are so good. The number three, believe that God has a plan for your life and that your life is significant. Your life is important. Nehemiah believed that God had a plan for his life and he knew that his life was important. God wants to use you to impact generations. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie that just came out, Jesus Revolution. That movie is based off of a real-life event that happened in the late 1960s into the early 1970s, where some teens and some young college kids started a revolution. They caught fire for God, and they weren't going to stop. Ladies, this generation needs God. They're seeking for truth. They're seeking for what's right, but they're looking for it in all the wrong places. They're looking for love, but they're not finding it because they haven't found our Father. And so, ladies, when God has called us to know Him and then to make Him known, ladies, God wants to use you to impact generations. Nehemiah 6, 1-3, through 3, and I'm kind of paraphrasing this. It says, Now when Sambalat, Tobiah, and Geshem, and the rest of the enemies heard that I had built the wall and that there was no breach in it, Sambalat and Geshem sent to me saying, Come and let us meet together. We want to meet with you. But they intended to do me harm. And as I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work and I cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave and come down to you? He believed that the work he was doing was important, that it was significant. Ladies, do you believe that your life is significant? Do you believe that the plan that God has for your life is important? Ladies, I encourage you, if you don't believe that your life is significant and the purpose God has for you is important, I encourage you, press into God and soak in how much He loves you. Because when you understand how much God loves you, you know that your life is so important, that it is so significant. The very proof that you are here on this earth is evidence that God saw a problem that only you could solve. And so he created you to solve it. Number four, don't waste time with the stuff that doesn't really matter. Don't waste time picking up battles that don't really belong to you. Nehemiah, he didn't waste time fighting battles that he wasn't meant to fight. But if you fight a battle that you are not meant to fight, you're going to pick up a burden that you were never meant to bear. 
What that basically means is, is if God did not call you to solve a problem, a specific problem, maybe there's drama going on in your family or your friends. If God has not called you to be the solution to that problem, I encourage you, don't pick up that battle. In Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 6, Sambalot, Tobiah, and Geshem are still at it. (laughs) They are relentless. And now they are making up stories about Nehemiah and saying basically that the reason why Nehemiah is doing this is because he wants to rebel against the king, the king who gave him permission to do this. And really what he wants to do in the end is overthrow the king so that he can become king himself. That is a lie. That was not true. So what Nehemiah did in order to extinguish this false saying, because I mean, how many times do people say things about us or start rumors about us that aren't true, right? And we can get all heated about it and get into this argument that doesn't need to happen. So basically, this is what Nehemiah did in verses 8 and 9 in chapter 6. He sent somebody to them saying, no such things as you say have been done. You are just making these things up. And then he leaves it. He doesn't fight that battle any longer. He says, you're making it up and I'm done. I'm not even going to step into this battle. I am not going to fight this because I don't need to. They just want to get under your skin. They just want to see you react. That's why they do the things that they do. And so when you don't react like they want you to, it leaves you in a place where God can continue to use you. And then the last one, number five, don't quit. Don't give up. Keep going. Keep doing what it is that God has called you to do. Nehemiah did not stop until his job was completed. Nehemiah 6, 15 through 16 says, So the wall was finished on the 25th day of the month of Elul in 52 days. And when all our enemies heard of it, this was quick, 52 days to build that whole entire wall and fortify it to make it like super strong. That was quick. (laughs) And when all of our enemies heard of it, all the nations around us were afraid and fell greatly in their own esteem. Meaning they were like, oh my goodness, like this is not good. They started to fear because they knew, listen to this last part, it says, for they saw that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. Ladies, you don't have to walk this journey alone. You can do it with God and he wants to do it with you. If it seems hard, if it seems impossible, keep going, keep pressing into God, keep getting into the Bible and studying it. Keep talking to God throughout your day, turn on praise music and just rest in the fact that God loves you so much. Ladies, don't quit. Now I want you to repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. One quick announcement, we are still doing our March SOAR Fridays. So if you want to learn more about SOAR, get in on one of these last two Fridays in March to learn more about what SOAR is and how you can get signed up. In order to do that, all you have to do is go to the Uncommon Teen app, click on the tab that says, have you joined the community? And on that page, there will be a button where you can sign up to join us for one of the next two Friday evenings. If you are not able to join us on these Friday night calls because it conflicts with your schedule, click on that tab in the Uncommenting app that says connect with Jamie and let me know. I would love to give you more information and set up a time where we can chat so that you can learn more about SOAR and how you can get signed up as well. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week and we'll see you back here 
next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know how incredibly loved by God that you really are. Repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I would love to personally invite you to join us this July 19th and 20th for Uncommon Teen Live 2024. Woohoo! Being a teen girl today is tough. Being a Christian teen girl today is even more challenging. But God has given you everything you need to not just survive this crazy world, but to soar. At this year's conference, we're going to be talking about how to become free from anything that is holding you back from being all that it is that God has created you to be. And for those of you who have not been to Uncommon Teen Live before, you get to be a part of our live Ask Me Anything session. Ladies, throughout the whole conference, I have a box set up where you can ask your questions. And then on Saturday, the second day of the conference, we set aside a special session just to answer as many questions as we possibly can. And ladies, I would love to invite you to be a part of our live podcast recording at the conference venue itself. Ladies, last year we tried this and I don't know what happened, but the recording disappeared. This year it's not happening. We are going to record live and in person at Uncommon Teen Live, and I would love for you all to be a part of this episode. So if you have not gotten your tickets yet, head on over to Uncommon Teen Live, grab your tickets today. And real quick, I just want to say thank you to those of you who prayed for us about our venue. After a couple of venues fell through for Uncommon Teen Live, I knew that God was going to do something big, and He really was. He was working behind the scenes even when we didn't see it. We found a venue that is amazing. The owners are amazing. They love the heart behind Uncommon Teen. I'm so excited because there's something even better that I want to share with you, but I can't share with you yet. <laughs> so stay tuned because I've got some really awesome news about this conference that you're going to love. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for your prayers. Know that they are heard, that God listens to you, and I'm just excited. Continue to pray over this event. God is going to do something miraculous, and I am so excited to get to be a part of it. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time.